Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, the holiday of Pesach, of Passover, is upon us. And one of the things I was thinking about with this holiday is that we're commemorating events that happened so long ago, and yet every single year we, uh, so to speak, at least for me, I feel like you stop your life, and we're there's so much focused in the Passover holiday uh, to remember events that happened so long ago. And it made me realize there's obviously a significance, not just that these events and the concepts that represented it are represented in Pesach and Passover are something that we obviously have to tap into every single year. So what I would like to ask you today is what would you say are the, some of the key concepts connected to the Passover holiday that we want to tap into and understand why they're still so significant uh, for us to be celebrating, thinking about them and tapping into them every single year at this time? Great, great, great. Yes. Uh, uh, first thing uh, that I want to point out is Torah tradition explains that the going out of Egypt is one of the foundations of our faith. And why is it so important? In fact, when the Jewish people were at Sinai, the first words that they heard prophetically was, I am God who took you out of Egypt, which really is seems weird what God is identifying himself, just in case you think I'm a different God. You know, no, I'm the one that took you out of Egypt. It wasn't, it, 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 it didn't happen so long ago, you know, uh, you know, they're going out of Egypt and the revelation were quite close in time. So what does it really mean? And one of the understandings is that what does it mean? I'm the God who took you out of Egypt is uh our sages tell us that the Jewish people in Egypt really didn't deserve to get out. And uh, so why did they get out? It was an act of God's unconditional commitment and love towards us. In fact, it says in one of the deepest teachings of the Kabbalah, that even though God loves justice, he loves his children more. And, uh, and Passover is not only that God, so to speak, passed over the homes of the Jews, but rather passed over his attribute of judgment and justice in the name of love and took the Jews out, even though they didn't deserve it. And, uh, and that's an important understanding as God reveals to us all the commandments. It's very daunting that, my gosh, I, it looks like with all these rules and regulations, I could easily you know, fail. And God says, no, I'm on your side. You know, I, I give you, you know, it's like a parent that loves their child. A parent that loves their child gives their child's rules and regulations because a child that doesn't have rules and regulations to their life has a life that's essentially chaotic. So the parents give you rules and regulations. But what happens if based on the rules and regulation, the kid essentially deserves to lose his life. The parent's going to say, I made these rules in my love for you to help you not to destroy you and to eliminate you. And so uh, and so we need to understand that all the rules of the Torah are in our best interest. And no matter how long it takes, 
God is on our side and is going to help us win. And I think that's one of the most important messages that we are unconditionally loved by God. And if temporarily God needs to pass over justice to redeem us, he will. And he'll figure out how to readjust things on the end of justice later on. Wow. Well, now I definitely already have a very keen understanding as to why this is important to uh, tap into every single year, because I really like your analogy of a parent to child and the concept that if a parent doesn't give rules and regulations for their child, life is chaotic. And those rules and regulations are coming from a place of love, but it, it doesn't always feel that way on the receiving end, depending on uh, where the choices we're making and the consequences that come from those rules and regulations we're maybe not following. But to be reminded that everything's coming from a place of love, is it's perspective changes your whole perspective. Absolutely, and not only that, it's an understanding of an of an eternal commitment that we will never be abandoned, and we might feel that we might get to a place where I really have so messed up that I really don't deserve any help from my Creator. And the holiday of Pesach is saying. God will never, ever abandon us. Never. Hmm. You know, it's so powerful. Uh, the words that we repeat regularly, even in prayers and a Passover, I'm the God, who, and as you said, in 10 commandments, I'm the God who took you out of Egypt. So without what you're explaining, it's just a technical fact. But in a certain sense, now, when I hear those words, it means I love you. Meaning why does I love you mean I love you? Because we've given meaning to those words of the concept of love connected to the word love. But in a sense, what you're explaining is the significance of God taking us out of Egypt as an act of love. Then the reminder constantly, I am the God who took you out of Egypt. The who took you out of Egypt is a way of saying, because I love you. That's right. Because really, you didn't deserve to get out of Egypt. And I had every good reason to just leave you there and rot. And I didn't because I'm committed to you. Hmm. So then the whole concept of going through this memory bank of the exodus from Egypt and all the symbolism that happens in the Seder and the meaning everything in certain ways is a different aspect of reminding us about this relationship of love we have with God and God has with us. Yeah. In fact, it says that when they put the blood on their doorposts, some explain that it was on the inside of their doorpost. And that's because they needed to believe that they would be redeemed, even though they knew they were unworthy of that. And that's a big one. You know, very often I hear students say things like, well, I don't feel worthy of love. You, you don't, love is not something you have to earn. If it's something you earn, that's business. That's not love. Love is something that you earn. And it's not something you need to be worthy of. Uh, a child doesn't have to make themselves worthy to be lovable to their children. To I'm sorry, to their parents. You know, love is a gift. And, and I think most people do not know that the very context of the relationship between us and God is a relationship of love. And all the laws are in the interest of love, for the sake of love. And if those laws somehow end up endangering our survival, then God will, will pass over those laws for now, temporarily. We can, you know, we'll, 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 we'll work it out later. Uh, it's almost like, you know, redemption on credit. Well, you'll pay later. <laughs> hmm. But right now we got to get you out. So you're already opening up a whole new um, 
perspective on what this holiday is about. I feel like there's the technical side, which is true, and the historical side, which is true. God did take us out of Egypt. We're eating matzah to remember the matzah that was eaten in the past, meaning there's a lot of symbolism of the historical side of things. But it almost sounds like if we're only focused on that part of things, we're sort of missing out that everything is almost on different levels. Like, let's say there is the matzah, but it almost seems like to a degree, everything is also symbolic of this relationship with God. Yes, you know, absolutely. You know, what's interesting about the matzah is it has this, this, um, contradictory symbolism we start off the the evening by saying this is the bread of affliction meaning this is what the egyptians fed us which was this kind of bread that wasn't befitting a human being and it was a way of them degrading us by giving us we don't even deserve to have bread that was leavened and then suddenly it turns into the symbol of our redemption and 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 that tells us that Whatever happens in our past that felt degrading uh, is going to be later on reinterpreted as the secret to our redemption. Hmm. That is so powerful. That right there. But, you know, in a sense, this is why I'm so glad we're having this conversation. If we eat the matzah, then we're fulfilling the mitzvah of eating matzah on Passover. But we're, if we don't have the symbolism and some of the messages that are symbolic of what this is all about, then... I feel like missing out on a whole level of what this holiday is supposed to be about without having these understandings. Well, unfortunately, that's not news <laughs> for a lot. Sadly, you know, a lot of our people are not very interested in our tradition because they don't have a, a accurate and sophisticated understanding of our tradition. Hmm. And the whole concept of remembering, um, plagues and all the miracles that God gave to us. In a sense, I'm getting again, even that a whole new perspective of it's it's going over this love relationship of everything that God did to even go against the rules of his own. Like there's rules of nature that God created and the plagues are all about God himself went against the rules of nature in order to redeem us, which is pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I, I you know, I, I, it's it's the strangest thing, but sometimes people are very uh, challenged by me talking about God is loving. <laughs> and and uh, someone once said, well, isn't that Christian? I said, well, no. <laughs> Why would you think that? We In our prayers, we say every day, Ava, Rabba, Avtutano, a great love you loved us. Ava, Tolam, an eternal love you loved us. It's a strange thing. It's right there in our daily narrative. And yet somehow, a lot of Jews did not grow up with a sense of a God that's loving, you know, it's, it's this, it's really a strange and actually very sad miss, uh, misreading of our tradition. Hmm. But again, it sounds like what you're sharing here is that the holiday of Passover of Pesach, which is not the first thought that would come to my mind, um, is really about affirming the fact that God loves us. That's right. Because the holiday of Passover in many ways is the beginning of all the holidays. It's the birth of the Jewish people. Uh, you know, some explain that the parting of the sea is like the breaking of the of the waters of 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 of, of the woman in in and labor, and that going through the sea was a form of birth. And so, in many ways, Pesach is the the beginning. Shavuot, which comes next, is the bar mitzvah. You know. 
but you know, we get the mitzvahs, but the beginning and the birth of the people, and we need to understand that we are birthed in an environment of unconditional love. But what's powerful about this to me, too, is that it's the exodus from Egypt to the establishing of this loving relationship between God and the Jewish nation is now makes more significance. And that has to precede the giving of the Torah, the rules and guidebook of how to live our lives, because that means the foundation of everything is first establishing this loving relationship. And then once there's this establishment of the loving relationship, then it's like, okay, now how do we live our lives? How do we serve you? How do we have this relationship? But the establishment is Passover, which is the foundation of this love. Well, that's that's what I mentioned. Like right before God gives the commandment at Sinai, he says, listen, I'm the God that took you out of Egypt, which basically is a code for I'm the God that loves you unconditionally and will never abandon you. And even though I'm about to give you a bunch of laws and regulations that are very daunting and could leave you with a fear that what if I don't owe up and what if I fail? Hey, don't worry. You know, I'm there for you. I'm on your side. These rules aren't against you. These rules are to help you. Hmm. You know, it's interesting as I'm starting preparations for Pesach and Passover, I think one of the feelings so many of us get is that there are so many rules and regulations connected to this specific holiday. Um, but in a sense, this perspective is powerful because I think in any relationship that one's in, if one just like, okay, I have to do this for you. I have to take care of this. I have to cross this off my list as opposed to I'm creating a relationship by doing these things to prepare for, you know, something that's significant and important in our relationship. The energy, the attitude we do it with is something that can make the difference between building the relationship and seeing this as a great opportunity uh, that I'm working towards something significant and important in the relationship versus this is just something I have to do. Yeah, you know, uh, some say love is in the details. You know, when you really love someone, you pay attention to details and you and and you you want to respond to their requests in a very precise way because you love them and you want to demonstrate that. Hmm. Um, and it's something I'm curious about now too, as we're talking about this whole new prism through which to see the holiday of Pesach and it changes everything. The more I think about it, one of the interesting things about the holiday is that we're not supposed to eat leaven. And yet the rest of the year, there's no problem. It's not like something that's not kosher. It's just for this one week, we're supposed to restrict ourselves from it. How does that all play into, so I know that's the technical aspect, but I'm just want to understand how does that play into this concept of the relationship between us and God that this specific week we're abstaining from it? Well, the idea of matzah, one of the ideas identified with matzah is that it, it, it very much communicates the idea of humbleness. And that leavened bread uh, is, uh, you know, uh, people that are filled with hot air. You know, they're 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 very inflated, and there's a sense of inflated ego. So the leavened bread uh, is ego, and the unleavened bread, the matzah, is uh, is uh, humbleness. And um, one would think, well, shouldn't we have this? this unleavened bread, this matzo all year long. And the truth is we're not against ego. Ego isn't simply our enemy. It can become our enemy. We have to one during one time a year, remind us of the dangers of the ego, but, but, but realistically there is ego and it's not your enemy. It's there to, to help you grow. And it's referred to as the yeast in the dough and the yeast 
helps you grow. It helps you become more richer. And so, you know, so there's a time where we kind of like eliminate that that ego for seven days. But then that's just to put into perspective that during the year we have to be able to interact with our ego in a way of appreciating it, that it's challenging us in order to help us grow. Hmm. You know, in a certain sense, I'm thinking about human relationships and I'm thinking any successful relationship, if a person's ego is too big and it's all about me and how I want things and what I want, they're not going to have a successful relationship. On the other hand, you won't have a successful relationship. You have absolutely no ego and are only trying to please the other person. So it is an interesting concept, especially this holiday where God is taking us out to be his people. On the one hand, part of what we need to do to be God's people is to put our ego aside, to put ourselves more in what God wants. On the other hand, and maybe that's why, again, once a year, we sort of have to do a little bit of a more of extreme of that, of, of staying away from the leaven. But the rest of the year, there is this more balance of we have to channel our ego to serve God, but it, it's not that we have to get rid of it. We just have to channel it. Is that possibly it? You know, it's your ego is not saying? your enemy. It's like it's like a sparring partner. You know, a guy is learning to box. And so this the, his coach is is, uh, you know, uh, you know, s- sending punches his way. But if but he realizes his coach isn't against him. So then why is he throwing punches at me? Because he's my sparring partner. He's going he's teaching me how to fight. And so the ego in its essence is not our enemy. It's really on our side by being not on our side (laughs) in an interesting way and looking like it's trying to trip us up when it's really trying to train us. Hmm. You know, I really want to thank you, Rabbi, for this show, because it's definitely put me in a whole new perspective and understanding um, what Pesach is all about. And it makes me really realize that a person can go through the technicalities, which is good and important. I'm sure there's significance to eating matzah and drinking the cups of wine and having the Seder. But now it's a whole new perspective because it's a prism that you're giving us. And I'm sure there's a lot more details if we had more time uh, to really understand how all the details of the holiday and the Passover Seder fit in. But all already this concept that this holiday is all about building this love relationship that God has for us, what God did for us, that the significance, how it still plays out in our day-to-day lives of understanding everything that God does is coming from a place of love. It may not always feel it in the moment, but we need to pause in our lives and remember this all-important message, which is what the holiday of Pesach is all about. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? 
Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.